Welcome back to the Somerville Advice Givers podcast. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and today it is a huge pleasure, huge honor to be talking with Somerville's very own Brad Mallet. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you, Yaden. You're too kind. So, uh, Brad, you know, to, to get started, real simple, pretty much anybody in Somerville who has been here for any amount of time already knows who you are. But for our listeners who don't know your story and only know you as the guy who runs around crazy at the coffee shop, you know, from one thing to the other, and have never had a chance to sit down with you and chat, you know, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. How, where, where'd you grow up? How'd you get here? You know, what brought you to Somerville? So my story is varied. Unlike most, I did not stay in one area my whole life. I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. My parents stayed there till I was five. Then they moved back to their home state of Maine, where they grew up. I graduated from the same high school as my grandfather and my father. But four days wow. after high school, I decided to take a different path and jo join the Air Force. So onto that journey, ended up in Europe. But a little story to tell you a little bit about my character is that after boot camp and while I was at my training, a gentleman who was looking to go to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio was told that his assignment was for Germany. My assignment was for that Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And I looked at it at 18 years old, what was I going to do in Ohio? But yet the adventure <laughs> awaited for me in Germany, so I offered to swap. And a lot of people couldn't understand that, including my parents at the time. But that was a testament, I guess, of I will do whatever it takes to make right. other people's needs put forth beyond my own. And at the same time, that's always opened new journeys and new adventures for me. That's awesome. So then now fast forward, I get out of the Air Force. I have the opportunity to go to New York, mid-state area, not the city. And I learned the trade of telecommunications from the Air Force, transferred it into what is now Verizon. I worked for them for 20 years, 14 years on the craft side of the business, and then six years in management. Right. After six years of management, the corporate lifestyle I recognized did not agree with me and decided that uh, it was time to move on to the next adventure of life. Time to close that chapter. Time to close that chapter. Moved my wife at the time, my three children, and we followed, I'd say, a vision of a friend that's no longer with me, but he was a very, very close friend, and his widow found Somerville. Mm. So we followed her down to help her settle in. And with that, we fell in love with the place and said, why are we chasing a dream and careers and weather and storms <laughs> and snow? And uh, it goes on with a list. It's a great area to visit, but the cold was getting too much for all of us, right? especially the mom and dad. So we decided to move down here. We came down with a dream to start something related to community, build a business together and that started off as a wonderful achievement and it's the business has done great yeah it really has um, this is definitely a community oriented place but i have to give Absolutely. a little credit to your family too because we used to we started many many years ago if you recall <laughs> i do I think, <laughs> I think it was called little miracles yeah, we had a we had a little yeah you know, 
I don't know what to call it, uh, network, not really a networking group. Hey, get together once a week and talk about how to be better at life Yeah, type group. Your mom and dad would come mm-hmm. and other members of the community that like had businesses. 6 a.m. on a Thursday. Yeah, it was oh early. Oh, my goodness. But something your father always said to me about being as many places, sowing all those seeds. Right. And that phrase that he would always say to me, I can never remember it exactly, but it always has stayed in the forefront of everything that I do, that all the seeds you sow, mm-hmm. all the networking events you go to, all of the people that you meet to introduce your product to, all of the people that you listen to to hear their dreams and see how you can best fit into their dreams. Right. That has just led to a creation of a company and other substantial companies that have just continued to grow and support each other. Yeah. So yeah. Very it, grateful it for your family. It continues to impact the community for good. Absolutely. Um, so why coffee? You know, wh- what about coffee drew you to start a coffee shop, start a coffee roastery? So I always wanted to have a, a business with about people. Right. I was always good with relationships and networking. My wife had the passion for coffee and even when we were living in New York she found the local roaster and that's where we bought our coffee I mean I was even spoiled back then that I couldn't (laughs) go to the local diner or anything and have coffee because what we had at home was better than anything else right but I wasn't aware to the point where I would be creating that I would be that guy my son who's the head roaster would develop those profiles of coffee that would just blow people's minds and say, there is nothing else. You have to have fresh roasted coffee. How can I go back to Folgers after this? Oh, yeah. We, we even have some other brands that <laughs> get, <laughs> get listed, but I don't want to trash anybody. <laughs> no, it does, there's a coffee for everybody. Correct. And coffee builds community. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great tagline for us. And... We've done very well for this community. I mean, we definitely bought a building that, looking back, may have been too big for us at the time. But with the motto of everything happens for a reason, it's now grown into something that now we have to slot time (laughs) slots for people to use it. Now you actually have to schedule things. We actually have to. And that's when you build a team. And I have an amazing team that we've built that's based on relationships. Awesome. Um, so we're, we're very proud of our team. Awesome. So how many years have y'all been in business so far? We started the business as a conceptual idea, moving down here, and the paperwork was signed in November of 2010. We bought this building in January of 2011. Right. And we've been, I think that year in April, we started roasting coffee on a on a friend at the time's smaller machine as we were awaiting the arrival of our brand new machine a big red in there a big red yeah nice which ironically when i was in new york that same place that we would get our coffee from when i thought this might be what i'd like to do i went and asked for an apprenticeship i mean i was in my <laughs> 40s and i'm asking for an apprenticeship to work for free to learn a trade and they look at you like what like what so yeah i want to work for free and i want to start a coffee roasting company so because I was doing it in South Carolina, the owner was very acceptable to say, hey, look, free labor. <laughs> if you're not going to start across the street, you know, come on. Come on down. Nice. And what the other part of that, too, is the machine I worked on was over 20 years old. Okay, I see. So I'll the reliability of where are you going to, what are you going to pick for the machine that you're going to go into mm-hmm. this business? So 
we ended up at the time, um, you talk about risk, and we took all of our 401k monies, all of our stocks, everything we owned, basically, that was left over from buying our house, and dumped it into this project. Wow. And probably came close to failure several times. And if it wasn't for the love of this community, we wouldn't be here. Mm. So, very, very grateful. It's it's only in hindsight where risk makes sense. That's a very good point. I don't ever want to look back. It's only in (laughs) hindsight. We're like, oh, yeah, it was a good idea. It's it's mind-numbingly scary when you're standing there at the edge and like, I'm about to put my whole life in this role to see if this works. If I would have thought that way, I probably wouldn't oh, have Oh, yeah, it. no. <laughs> the good news is you don't think that way. No. I definitely am a forward thinking The risk person. takers don't think about risk. They I think th- about the opportunity. I and missing say- the opportunity is the biggest risk. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I think it was in the summer of 2011 when I moved back home yeah. from El Paso. We were we just met starting. at the farmer's market. Correct. That was what I was we trying to find where am I going to get good coffee from being spoiled with a coffee roaster out in El Paso. We met at the farmer's market. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this is perfect. And we've been there at that same spot ever since. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So if you're in Somerville Saturday morning during the farmer's market season, first stop, go get your cup of coffee from Brad. The line is long. Have your $2 ready. <laughs> and then you can enjoy your coffee while you enjoy the rest of the farmer's market. That's awesome. A little bit to tag on to that to promote those same farmers is that when the farmer's market closes, in true fashion of what we've created here, we have a winter market at the sea. That's right. So we take all of, afford all of those same vendors that milk, eggs, cheese, Cows don't stop giving milk just because it's winter. Right, so give them an opportunity. And there are some produce farmers Mm -hmm. that have greenhouses, and they have a means to produce, but they don't have a means to sell. Right. So we've opened our warehouse area to allow them to cut up, set up one table. I mean, it's weird. You have to have rules. I don't (laughs) like being that guy, but one table, that's all you get. Um, And we try to fit them all in. The more, the merrier, and... They work together, and it's that same sense of community that you see at the farmer's market Everybody working going on right benefit. inside your own building. That's awesome. So I'm awesome. very proud of that. And what's you nice is that yeah. we don't charge them for it, but the benefit we have is if someone comes in, they usually buy a cup of coffee or they have breakfast, and while they're waiting for their breakfast to be created, buy those same products that they're buying themselves because mm-hmm. that's what we use in our shop. They can peruse the w- market and then come back sit down and enjoy their breakfast it's a very family-oriented place yeah it really is so from the you just mentioned that a lot of the uh, ingredients for the food that you have here Mm -hmm. comes from locally sourced vendors yeah so we use like low country creamery okay out of bowman right uh the myers family uh got connected with him through low country local first and that's what's great about that organization because they blend those relationships of, hey, we know this person, we know that person, you guys should talk. Nice. And it's uh, it's worth every piece of effort going into that All the organization. Worth it. But we did a good business summit, and we used their chocolate milk paired with our nitro iced coffee. And that, oh was our, that was a partnership that turned into now all of our dairy products that they <laughs> provide 
we purchase except for half and half. So they don't do a half and half, but they do the yogurts. They do. So the, you use their milk in your lattes. Yeah. No wonder my lattes at home are not nearly <laughs> as good. I use y'all's coffee, but I don't have their milk. Yeah, we've done an analysis, and sometimes those analysis folks you don't want to agree with. <laughs> but when they tell you you're 200% above any other cafe and your dairy costs, well, I know they are. But you know what? When you just say that oh, statement yeah. that you said, how do you put a price on that? How no, do you it's, put it's, a comparison it's special. When yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a latte. It's worth every. Coastal today. It's worth everything. And the like, family is awesome. I cannot make this at home. Yeah. That's fantastic. Patrick and his wife and his family, they do a great job. Talk a little bit about where your coffee comes from <laughs> just and, and why. So we try to source from all over the world to try to meet the needs of a wide group of people. So the palette of coffee can go everything from an acidic to a sour to a rich and a dark. Mm-hmm. There's, there's more flavor profiles in coffee than there are in wine, wow. it seems like. But if you look up a coffee profile, it's very unique into seeing the nuances of all of different origins. My son, Richard, does an amazing job. He has dived into this in the same way that I dived into it in the beginning, but has taken it to another level. I mean, when I was a telecommunications (laughs) expert, if you want to say, and then got into politics and got into networking and got into economic development and then decided to get into coffee... At 43? Right. 43, 44? Not quite as much time to devote to coffee exclusively right. as so your son. He is able to take what I was able to learn quickly, but then expand it even deeper. So we order coffee with brokers, and those brokers sometimes have, well, not sometimes, those brokers actually go to the origin countries. Okay. And when we first started and getting him involved in it, we both agreed that it was a great idea to send Richard to an origin country. So oh, fantastic. we partner with another coffee company that we roast coffee for called 43 Families. It's a not-for-profit out of the Mount Pleasant area, and it's their Bucks coffee under the 43 Families label, and it's 43 Nicaraguan families that are supported. We buy all the, They buy all of their coffee beans. They bring them to America, and then we're the local roaster that partners wow. with them. So we do it at a toll roasting fee. Mm-hmm. We roast it for them, package for them, and we bring it back to them. We're also organically certified, as well as Rainforest Alliance certified. All of our decaf coffees come from the Swiss water decaf process. Mm-hmm. And we try to just keep that level higher and higher. And it's hard to do that because you have to also manage. It's a commodity. It's a consumable Right. So the price is affected by... The price fluctuates. Yeah. So it's affected by world markets. It's affected by um, climate. It's politi- geopolitical. You know, all kinds mm-hmm. of different issues can affect the price of coffee. But we've been very, very fortunate. We partner locally with Balzac Brothers, which is a fifth-generation coffee importing company. And wow. the next generation to be taking that company is the same age as Richard. I mean, they're friends. They... They're helping each other in the industry. So they hopefully will be going on some more origin tours and stuff. Hopefully dad gets to go too. (laughs) Okay. So as an expert in your field, pick whatever, (laughs) pick whatever field you want. Coffee, networking, starting a business, three pieces of advice 
that you would give the average person to improve their life? The first would be perseverance. That whatever the passion or whatever the task or whatever the quest, that you have to have perseverance because there are challenges that you will face that will bring you to tears, Mm. will, you know, the old blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, it's (laughs) there. They're all there. But the perseverance is, uh, you know, it's time to get up and make the coffee. Right. You know, I think there was a old Dunkin' Donuts commercial, right? The guy would say, "Time to go make the donuts." Time to go make the time. Time to go roast the coffee. There was another phrase that we used to say to each other a lot in the early days. It was, uh, "Failure is not an option." <laughs> right. So it's like you didn't have a choice. There is no plan B. There's no plan B. Sometimes you get to that point, but that perseverance is, I think, a uh, probably the number one thing I would say. Secondly, All right. I would say. Passion. Like you have to have a passion, a love for whatever it is that you're doing. And it has to be deep because you'll be brought to a level of challenge that you never expected. Like you've never experienced your body, your mind, your soul going to this level. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have a passion for it. You can't say, I want to be a mechanic and not ever want to get your hands dirty. Right. Right. it will never work. You have to have passion for it. You have to have a drive for it. Make sure you have that. Um, and third thing I'd say is a smile. <laughs> a smile go. can go a long ways. Perseverance, passion, and a smile. That's it. Simple. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, now we're going to move on to this part of the podcast. Sounds good. I'm going to call it the final four. Uh, so final four, question number one. When work is over and it's time to play, what do you like to do? I know this, this is such a loaded question for entrepreneurs. Like, work is over? What? But, you know. <laughs> you're, you're very right. I mean, a very true statement is that work is never over, but... My kids used to always say, um, Dad, do you ever put work aside? Even if you're at a restaurant, if you're out and about, <laughs> you're always like, hey, this is what I do. I love to be outside. I love the mountains. I love the ocean. I love being out in nature is probably the biggest passion for play that I like. You nice. have to find that place that fits for you to unwind. Nice. So. What's What's the... Uh, maybe not favorite is not the right word, but what's one place that you've been in the past year, like outside, like if you have a chance that you would tell folks, go here and experience this outside. I don't want to give away my place. <laughs> <laughs> Your second favorite place. <laughs> no, I'll give away my first place because a lot of people enjoy it as well. And it's Sullivan's Island. Sullivan's Island. Mile marker 19. That's our favorite place. I think we go to <laughs> 28 and a half is where I'll we walk go. to 28 and a half, but I started <laughs> 19. No, I, I absolutely love the way the sun sets down there. The, so the sun mm-hmm. rises down there. I, I've been at all different times of the day and it is where I find peace. Nice. Excellent. All right. Question number two, in the next 12 months, what are you most excited about? So this can be something career, business, personal, whatever. Next 12 months. Next 12 months, I'm very excited to 
all members of our family and our team find what they're looking for. That's my goal is to help them find what they're looking for. There you go. That's awesome. All right, question number three. What is a parting piece of advice that you'd like to share with the audience? Hang out with Yaden. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are probably the most positive person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I could be having a down day. You walk in, it just like flips around. <laughs> well, as as you know and can attest, I get it from my mother. Yes. You know she, that's right. I do. She she cannot, you can't keep her down. Not at all. All right, uh, question number four. What is the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? I always give my cell phone number. Yeah. It's the easiest way to get me. And that is area code 914-799-1222. And my email, the best way is my personal email, and that is mallet10, M-A-L-L-E-T-T, 10 at com. Okay, awesome. Uh, I know s- someone can Google Coastal Coffee Roasters, oh, yeah. directions, Facebook, you're everywhere online. It's not hard to find. Or Oak Road Brewing Company. Oak, Oak Road Brewery. Or Corner House Cafe. Corner House Cafe. <laughs> That's right. Y'all have a secondary location yes. Jackie on the other runs side of that town. One most of the time. Nice. I've been there just a couple of times <laughs> since I live about a mile away from this location. This is my go-to, but anytime I'm on that side of town, I'm like, oh, I know where I'm going for my afternoon pick-me-up. Okay. Uh, one, one question. Sure. So in the, in the past 12 months, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a new year now in a new swing of things, but looking back on last year, what is one splurge that, sh- that, that you did, whether it was something you bought, something you, some event that you did, a place you went, you look back and it's like, this is a moment that I'm going to remember, some sort of splurge. The last couple of years we've been able to do really big traveling vacations. So last year we went to the Northeast to do my daughter's 21st birthday celebration. Oh, it's fantastic. My nephew's 18th graduate. Uh, they graduated high school. They also turned 18. So that was the mallet side of the family. And then we incorporated into that same trip at the New York side of the family, which was Jackie's side of the family, and got to see her 98-year-old grandmother her twin oh sister, gosh. the whole family. And it was nice because we had an opportunity to go and outside of just, oh, we have to do this, have to do this, have to do this. Right. We were able to go and experience some of the area that even I hadn't seen in the 20 years that I lived up there. That's awesome. Brad, thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thanks for being a guest on the show. Thank you, uh, look forward to many more years of awesome coffee and awesome community impact from the sea, the roastery, Oak Road Brewery, Corner Cafe, everybody whose lives you've touched. Thank you. Peace. On that note, we are out. 